And welcome to Raya Mahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. I'm Marriage and Family Therapy. I'm so happy you are joining me today. I'm so happy you waited for me today. This is a live show, actually, 4-14-2016. Thursday. My Thursday shows are live. You know that, and that's why you waited for me. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Today was a wild, crazy day parking in here in Brooklyn. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Take a deep breath. <coughs> Take it. We're talking about add it to all the Pesach stress here. Okay. For those of you who are new listeners, here is what we do. We try to learn and develop new skills and tools to be able to help maintain, enhance your marriage. We do this not only from a social science perspective. We do this from a Torah perspective. That is what it's all about. There is so much stress. You know, yesterday somebody comes over to me, a chashubah mentioned shul, comes over to me, says to me, Rabbi Greenfield, oh yeah, yeah, I feel bad for you. You must be so busy. <laughs> yes, it is not normal, the stress that we have before Pesach. It's not normal. There is so much stress in the air. It is absolutely nuts. Nuts. Why? Why is there so much stress? This is what I want to talk about today. We are going to tackle this stress. We are going to have a handle on it. We're going to take the bull by its horn, as we say, and we are going to have control. You're going to see at the end of this show, we're going to have you're going to see we are going to speak about skills, tools, ways to enhance your life, to be able to take a deep breath and to have this a little more of a relaxed pre-Pesach. Today, I want to start with the following. Uh, literally this morning, someone just told me this. this is unbelievable, unbelievable. Listen to this amazing, amazing thing. You know, Pesach, this is actually from Rib Dessler, but Yellow Dessler. He writes this um, fascinating, fascinating shtickle on Pesach. Listen to this amazing piece on Pesach. I, I'm like, wow, it's amazing. You know, Pesach is called different things, called Chag Hamatzais, Chag Aviv, Pesach, Zman Cherusenu. Different, you know, there's different things, but Zman Cherusenu, that's like that time. That's like the jewel on the crown. Zman, the time of our freedom. What does that mean? What does that mean, the time of our freedom? What do you mean by freedom? He writes beautifully. He writes that every yomtif, every chag has a certain theme. But it's not just a matter of, oh, okay, all right, uh, Rosh Hashanah. Okay, I guess I'm supposed to do tshuva, sukkis. Okay, simcha, shvuis, matan Torah. Pesach, Yitzhiyas, Mitzrayim. Okay, Rabbi Greenfield, I know, I know. What do you mean? Of course, I know that. Not just that you know that. It's this theme is prevalent in our lives. A Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us a certain koach, a certain strength, a third, feel an ability to tap into a special and unique opportunity for the holiday, for the Chag. And I'm not talking about just the actual Yom Tif, it's all surrounding the Yom Tif. And this Yom Tif, this Chag, what is it? It's Cherusenu. It's Yitzias Mitzrayim. It's freedom. What does that mean, freedom? Okay, we're free. Okay, let me feel it. Free? Okay, I'm free. Where am I free to go? I mean, I'm free. I'm free to clean my house. I'm cleaning my house. It's not really easy, and I'm not getting a lot of help over here. Okay, like this. Let me tell you something. When we talk about freedom, this we're not talking about do whatever you want. Freedom is the ability to let go of your autopilot. That's what it is. It's an opportunity to let go of our animalistic selves and to be able to tap in to 
to something beyond us, meaning we're able to choose. And what are we choosing? We're choosing whatever the Torah tells us because if we're just going to work on autopilot, what's going to happen is that we're going to be stressed. We're going to be isterous. We're going to be so upset. We're going to be so, oh, this Pesach, what am I going to do? I don't have to do it. And husbands, I'm talking to you as well. Yes, I'm talking to you, seeing that your wives are stressed, trying to help, but feeling that you can't help, hearing complaints, feeling that you can't make your wife happy. Um, a, lot of be- a lot of money being spent right now. A lot of money being spent. You can't necessarily afford it, and it's a lot of stress. Let's tap into this Yom Tif's theme, which is Zman Cheiruseinu. Zman Cheiruseinu means that we have the freedom to choose what the Torah tells us to choose. And if we choose what the Torah tells us to do, then two things. First of all, we're going to get an unbelievable amount of schar in Olam Haba. But I want to tell you something. Forget about Olam Haba, which we know is mean, the main thing. Olam Haza. This era of Pesach. Right now, when you're cleaning, when you're shopping, when you're stressed, when you're thinking, how do I have, to, I don't have time to do everything I have to do. I, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time. I, I need help. I can't do this all myself. Right now, you're going to see if you tap in the Torah's directive of treating and acting to each other the way we're supposed to be, you're going to see everything is going to be so much, much less stressful. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to tap into Zman Cheresen over here. That's, that's Rabbi Dessler's Bart, actually. Okay, now, so what, what are we so stressed about? Now, some of you who are listening to this are like, Rabbi Greenfield, sounds like everybody's stressed. I'm not that stressed. Well, I guess if you're not so stressed, you must be going to a hotel for Pesach or something. If you're going to a hotel, then I guess you're not so stressed. And the truth is, even then, you still are probably stressed because you still have to buy stuff for the kids. Those of you who have kids, you have to get, you know, you want to buy new suits, new dresses, and... and and outfits, and, and there's a lot. There's and chalamoid. It's still stress. There's still stress. But I think the vast majority of us right now are stressed because a lot to do. And the bigger your family is, young couples might not be so stressed. But the bigger the family is, those of you who have big families, it's so, so, so much stressful. So much stressful. So why are we so stressed? What's stressing us? Okay. Number one, we're stressed because we're cleaning and we're organizing. And we're throwing things out, and, and we got to get ready for Pesach. All the chametz, we got to clean the chametz. There's a lot going on, a lot of cleaning going on, and that's very stressful because there's a list of what to do. And you know, if you have a bigger house, there's so much to do. There's so much to do, and one thing leads to the other. You start cleaning and vacuuming, and then you realize you want to throw, you want to organize, you want to this, you want to that. It's like, well, you can stop in the middle. There's so much to do, and you're not getting a lot of help, not from your husbands. Okay, some of you are. <laughs> But, you know, it's, okay, so that's that. Very, very stressful. That's most of that stress is for the ladies. But for the men, the men are having a lot of stress too. Not all men. There are some men, Baruch Hashem, because Baruch will bless you with a lot of money. But even then, honestly, I, I, as I'm saying it, I'm thinking to myself, actually, no, I've seen a lot of men who have a lot of money and they're still stressed financially. Because many times it seems that the more money you have, the more is expected, the more... It seems like your wife is spending more money. The more money you have, it seems like the more money your wife is spending. That's what I get from a lot of people. And again, I'm not chaspashon. It's not a blame game here. We're not blaming anybody. All we're saying is this is normal. Financial stress is normal. When men are feeling stressed because they don't necessarily have the money to buy the suits for the kids. They don't necessarily have the money to buy the matzis, the wine. They don't necessarily have the money to buy a gift because you're going second days to whatever it is. 
and you want to get him a fancy gift with a new tablecloth, it's very, very hard for a lot of men. It's no one's fault. It's no one's fault. The Kaddish Baruch decides Parnas in the beginning of the year. You know, and there's the whole Cheshbon. We don't know the Cheshbon. It's the Kaddish Baruch Hu's Cheshbon, but there's a lot of stress. How do we deal with this stress? Okay. Couple of things. First, number one, stage number one. This is very, very important. I'm talking to the men right now. Please, are you listening to me right now? Where are you? Are you in your, are you in your car? Because are you at work? And no, I don't think you're at work. You're probably in your car, men, right? Thursday. If those of you who are listening to me on Monday night, the Monday night show, by the way, is rebroadcast. That's the Monday show. I don't know what happened last Monday night. They played a teen show. Okay. Who decided that last Monday night, whoever was listening to me on Monday had to hear the show on Raising Teens. I think I know actually why that happened. I'm not going to get into it. Meaning the reason why it happened, because I got some interesting feedback from that show, Baruch Hashem. Good feedback, but obviously people were into that. But you might be hearing this on Monday night, 10 p.m. But right now, those of you who are listening to me, 11.22 a.m., I want to tell you, men, that it's very normal for your wives to be stressed before Pesach. So if your wife is a little intolerable, losing patience, very, very like to hick, whatever you want, you want to say it, it's normal. It's normal. Erev Pesach stress is not your wife's stress. It's a general stress that women have before Pesach. And it's not just the cleaning. It's also the shopping. It's also the taking care of things, the preparing. It's a very, very big responsibility. It really is. It really is. First of all, man, I want to tell you something. And again, you know I'm not hitting you over the head. I'm just telling you, Lamaisa. Remember the last time your wife got sick? Remember the last time your wife got sick and you had to take care of the house? Those of you who have kids, you had to take care of the kids. Remember how hard it was? Remember? Believe me, you don't want to be in her shoes right now. Your wife's shoes is not shoes that you want to be in because it's so much responsibility. It's so much responsibility for your wives. So number one, remember, it's normal. It's fine. It's okay. And your wives, many of your wives, are going to have their hats on much more often than they usually do. They're going to have those hats on, and that's normal. Don't start challenging them. Don't start attacking them. Don't go for the tit for tat. Don't start fighting with your wives. If your wife is like, you might feel is like a little bit, you know, intolerable, impatient, and whatever it is, you know what? Just let it go. Let it go. Be mevater. Why should I be mevater? Why should you be mevater? Because this is man cheiruseinu. This is the time where you plug into your b'chiras chavshis and you say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to do what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants me to do. Hashem is setting me up over here. I don't know. If I, if I was single, I wouldn't be set up, right? Single, you don't have those challenges. You have other challenges. Now I'm married. It's Erev Pesach. My wife's like really stressed. And I know, you know, Rabbi Greenfield spoke about the fact that women actually get, the, their tolerance of stress is much, 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 much lower than, than a men's tolerance of stress. This is a psychological fact. Women have high, high, much, much, much higher rates of anxiety, Disorders of depression. We're talking about mental illnesses. But we're not talking about mental illnesses. We're not about mental illnesses. Besides mental illnesses, the level, the stress tolerance in women, it, it, it's, it's much less. It's much less. So, you know, you're, you're a guy, you're a man, and you're thinking, okay, relax, relax. Everything is going to get done. It always gets done before Pesach. So why are you going crazy for? Well, you're not her. You're not her. So just, you know, be happy and say to yourself, Baruch Hashem, I don't have that stress. But don't, don't like try to contradict and slug up your wife and why are you getting so upset? Why are you so stressed? I don't understand. I don't get it. It's a very normal thing for women to be stressed before Pesach. I have women actually telling me, Rabbi Greenfield, can you please say that on the radio? Okay, I'm saying it. 
here. Very, very normal for a woman to be stressed before Pesach. Gentlemen, are you listening to me? It's very normal. And if, and if their stress doesn't make sense to you, don't try to have your das, das, your logic, uproot their emotion. It's not going to work. It's to respect the stress and just, and just help them out. And you know what? Let me tell you something, gentlemen. And again, I'm not trying to muss you. I'm just trying to help you because I know what works. You want to help the situation? Instead of like challenging your wife and asking her why you're so upset, how can you be so stressed, you know, you're going crazy, don't you understand, there's so much else, it, 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 it's every year it always works out, Let's, you know, you're, you're making such a big deal out of it. Instead of doing that, and you losing your temper, and bringing machlekes into the house, gentlemen, instead, what you do is you plug in to these four magical words. Are you listening? Get ready now. Here are the four magical words. How can I help? <laughs> How can I help? Now, some of you are listening to this gentleman. You're like, oh, I'm beginning to feel sad. I'm turning off the radio. I can't. I can't. I can't. Relax. Relax. Loud. Nothing happens. You can help a little bit. When I say I can help, I'm not talking about necessarily helping for hours, not going to work, taking off. Helping a little bit. Helping a little bit. Believe you me, a little help goes a very long way. Just ask your wife. She's not going to tell you, oh, Here's what I need you to do. I want you to clean out the living room and this and that and the other thing. I don't think she's going to do that. I don't think she's going to do that. And ladies, if you are doing that, please back away. Your husbands have responsibilities. Kolel, if they're in Kolel, they can't leave Kolel. If they're working, they're working. But they're not going to ask you that. What they're going to ask you is, you know what? Maybe you could take the children out. Children are coming this next week. They're coming from yeshiva. They're dismissing them early. And it, that's a, it's a very big pressure for me. So next week, if you could find an hour, and take the children out a little bit. Take them out to the park. Take them out for ice cream. Just take them out. It'll really help me because when the kids come home, there's a lot of stress. They start fighting. They start becoming demanding. And they're bored. I'm bored. What am I going to do? So You know what, gentlemen? I'm giving you a real suggestion here. Take the kids out. You can ask your wife. They'll tell you. If they don't tell you, suggest it for them. Say to them, I see. I see. Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Leah, I see that you're very, very stressed. I was thinking maybe I could take the children out a little bit. When would be a good time for you? Let's work it out. Take the children out. This way you'll be able to just work on whatever you have to work without the kids on your head. What do you think? Okay, that'd be a tremendous, tremendous thing. That'd be a tremendous thing. But gentlemen, don't challenge your wife's stress. Don't ask them why they're stressed. Don't try to show them that their stress doesn't make sense and you're going to convince them out of it. You're not convincing anybody out of anything. You tried already for years. It's not happening. You know it's not happening. You know what you got to do? Help. Say to them, how can I help you? What can I do? Don't be scared. They're not going to give you a tremendous, tremendous job. They'll tell you, you know what, maybe you could do the top of the refrigerator. Maybe you can help me with, uh, you know, this year I'd like to kosher. I'd like to turn over a little bit earlier because I'm getting very stressed. So maybe we could turn over a little bit earlier. Maybe you can start koshering right now. They'll tell you what they want. They're not going to overload your circuits. Don't be scared to ask how you can help. Don't be scared. Trust me, don't be scared. And then help. And I want to tell you, you know, there's a book, Five, Lang Five Love Languages. Believe you me, on Erev Pesach, there's one love language. It's called helping. <laughs> helping is like the, the most important. How you can help your wife. It's very, very important. That's for the men. Okay. Now, ladies. <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. Okay. Like this. Now I'm talking to you. And I know as I'm talking to you, you might be cleaning. I, I, I realize that. But, but. This is very important. If you can listen to me, I know, ladies, you can multitask. You're very good at this. You can clean. You can talk on the phone. And you can listen to me at the same time. Great. 
But you know what? This is important. This is very, very, very important. Ladies, realistically speaking, some of you are getting too stressed. I can say it. Your husband can say it. But I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Now, you can say, Rabbi what do you mean? You just said a second ago that it's very normal to be stressed. I know it's very normal to be stressed. I understand that. I understand that. It's very, very, very normal. But it doesn't mean you can't try to work on yourself to be less stressed. Now, let me give you real tools of what I'm talking about. Because I know right now you're thinking, Rabbi come on, come on, come on, stop, stop, stop. Do you know how much I have to do? you know how much I have to clean? you know how many rooms I have to fix? Do you know how I have my, my children coming, my grandchildren coming, my this coming? I, do, come on. Okay, so... The only thing that I ask you is as follows. Like this. Two things. Number one, you really can get your husband's help. You really can get your husband's help. You, we know he's busy, and we know that generally he's resentful when you ask him for help. A lot of your husbands, I know that. But if you ask him the right way, you see you can't go wrong. You just tell your husband, say to him, I know you're crazy busy. I know you're doing so much stuff, but I'm really, really going crazy. If there's any way you could take the kids out next week when they're coming, it will make me really happy. You hear the way I'm saying it, ladies? That'll help your stress. That'll help your stress. Instead of just going crazy and being so stressful and whatever and just being attacking and critical and, and, and intolerant, which I know is normal. I know, I know it's a normal thing. But I'm telling you, if you ask your husbands the right way, they will help you. Not, you better help me. When are you doing this for me? When are you going shopping for the kids? When are you giving me money? You know I'm getting very stressed. No, no. This is how you start. You stop. I'm telling you, do this. It's going to work. Either you want to do it for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Zman Cheiru Seinu, plug into what the Torah wants, wants of you, or you know what? Do it for your husband or do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Seriously. You know, we have a lot of people who listen to this who are not Jewish at all. Do it to yourself. Do it for yourself. Obviously, you want to do it for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what? Say to your husband. Connect to them. I know. Just rip yourself away from your situation and, and stop and say to your husband, Moshe, Mordechai, Chesky, Yanki. Listen, I know you're very busy. I know it's before Pesach. There's so much going on. But next week, when the kids come home, if you could take them out a little bit, that will make me so happy. If you could do it on Sunday. Talk to them like that. You'll see they'll listen. They'll cooperate with you. They want to make you happy. They want to make you happy. That's number one. Number two, remember, nowhere in the Torah does it say that chametz is, is, is nuclear. It doesn't say that. Meaning like this. Let me explain you some, something. I just spoke to a very big postdoc this morning about this. And I said to him, what, what are their gdaras? Like, what's going on with Pesach? What's the deal here? He said to me, many people make a... His, I quote him. He says, many people make a boogeyman out of chametz. They make a boogeyman out of it. It's like, oh, the, the chametz. You know, no question about it. You have, you, we have to get rid of the chametz in the house. But that's what it is, getting rid of the chametz in the house. I, I don't know that if you would ask your Rebbe, and again, this is not a halacha show, but I really don't know if you ask your, your Rav or your Posik or your Rebbe that he's going to tell you that you have to clean the walls to make sure there's no specks on the walls. I don't know that that's a chiv. I, I don't think so. Speak to your Rav, speak to your Posik. I spoke to a Posik this morning. He told me crumbs is not a, crumbs, crumbs is not a problem. Again, ask your Posik. This is not a halacha here. But he told me crumbs is not an issue. Crumbs is not an issue. Some of us are just going overboard. Now, okay, okay. If in case, you know, ladies, 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 I understand. I'm not coming to challenge you here. I'm really not. All I'm telling you is that we want to do what's right. If this Erev Pesach is going to bring the Satan into your house and there's going to be a machlokas because we're going and we're doing our chumras 
I am telling you, it's not worth it. It's not, your chumras are not worth it. And some of these chumras are not chumras at all. Cleaning the wall, I don't know that you have to do that. Of course, you want to do that. I understand. I understand. Or like, you know, going into, in, into certain things which you don't, you don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about. You, I think you know what I'm talking about. I think you know what I'm talking about. Some of you are designating certain spots in your houses to eat chametz. I understand that. I understand you're designating certain spots. I'm going to talk about it in a second. Designate certain spots to eat chametz. Very normal, very normal. You know, eat chametz over here, please. Nobody eats chametz over there. Please come here. Some of you are getting even nervous about the places that you're designated for chametz. You're getting nervous that the chametz is on the floor because maybe the chametz from the floor will go into the chametz in the living room. <sighs> ladies, ladies, there's something called bedikas chametz. There's a reason for bedikas chametz. Bedikas chametz is for your husbands to check for the chametz. And I want to tell you something. They check for the chametz and they're mevatel the chametz. Meaning not only do they check for the chametz, but they also say, any chametz that I own, I am making it hefker, they're saying. That means they don't own the chametz anymore. So why do we make badika? Why don't we just, why don't we just, uh, why don't we just be mevatel the chametz? The reason why we make the bitl and we do the badika is in case, in case what? In case we, we find chametz on Pesach. So even though we were mevatel it, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, maybe I didn't really have in mind to be mevatlet because maybe it's a really expensive thing and this and that and the other thing, right? So I ask you a question. I ask you a question now, okay? So you, you have chametz. You, you have your designated chametz area, and now there's chametz all over the floor, and you're worried that the chametz can be taken from there into the living room. Okay, so now it's going into the living room. The chametz is going to the living room now. Bear with me. Bear with me, please. Going to the living room, and now you're scared. Oh, oh boy, there's going to be chametz in the living room. So your husband's going to check it. That's his responsibility. And if he doesn't find it, he's mevatlet. And if chas v'shalom, chas v'chalila, you find a Cheerio on Pesach, let's say you find a Cheerio on Pesach, I ask you, he was already mevatlet, get the halachas, if you cover it, you get rid of it, or whatever, or whatever it is. What, are we scared that you were mevatlet, the piece of Cheerio? Oh, you know, maybe when I said bitl, I didn't really mean the piece of Cheerio, and therefore now I'm over alive. What? Are you serious? Like, the piece of Cheerio, you were mevatlet? Of course you were mevatlet. And you look for the chametz, and that's it. And that's it. You want to be machmer of dikas chametz night and look all over, like, I mean, and be machmer and go to every nook and corner. Okay, very good, Adrabe, very good. But you know we should start being machmer? Let me tell you we should start being machmer. You should start being machmer with your shalom bias. That's where you should start being machmer. Not to, not, to, not to challenge your wives, to help your wives, to be there for your wives. And, and to really be there for your wives, whichever way you can. And ladies, I'm talking to you as well. Not to put your hats on. It's not an excuse. Of course, it's normal. And I'm telling the husbands to anticipate that and not to go crazy and to let it go. It's not to be But ladies, there's no excuse. I'm sorry to say this. There's really no excuse to put your hats on to lose it to your husband because it's Erev Pesach. If you need his help, you can ask him for your help. But I'm going crazy. Okay, I understand you're going crazy. But, but where are you being machmir? You're being machmir by cleaning the walls. You know, there are some poskim who say you don't even have to check the books for chametz. There are. Ask the poskim. Ask your posek. I heard from a post. Like, it doesn't have, you don't have to check this, this farm. You don't have, if, you're not, if you're not, you don't bring chametz there, you don't have to worry about it. Again, it's not a halachish here. But some of you are being machmer so much. If you ever, you know, who doesn't know about the Blumenkrantz book, right? The Blumen, Rabbi Blumenkrantz, Allah Vashem, Zeichat Tzadik Vilevracha, he wrote a book on Pesach. And he writes there, and I, I read it every year, how people are being so machmer on Pesach for no reason, and not just no reason. Some of them, okay, chumrah is very good. But you're bringing machlokas into your house. You're bringing machlokas into your house. So let it go. Be mevater. I understand that you want to organize the closet, but that's not necessarily a chiyah for Pesach. 
I understand that you wanted to throw out, now you're cleaning the basement, you see all the stuff in the basement you want to throw, that's going to take time. I understand that. But that's not a chiyah for Pesach, to organize, to clean, to throw things out. And that's getting you stressed, ladies. So let it go, let it go. I know it's easy for me as a man to say, I know that. I know that. I know what you're thinking now. I know it's easy for you as a man. You don't understand how stressed I want my house clean. I understand that. But is it worth your shalom bias? Is it worth the v'yahaftal re'acha kamocha? Is it worth it to be over an iser, a lav, of aynas devarim? Aynas devarim, when you're screaming at your husband, when you're putting them down, when you're belittling your husbands, you are over a lav. Aynas devarim, it's aser, aser, aser midaraisa. So what are we worried about? We're worried about cleaning the walls? We're worried about organizing downstairs and throwing things out? Is that what we're worried about? Like... Hello, you're worried about that, and then you're taking the stress out on your husbands and your kids. I'm sorry, ladies, I'm sorry for being so strong today. I really am so sorry for being strong, but I just care about the shalom bias in your house. I really, really do. I really, really do. Ladies, please, 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 let it go. Let it go. Find out what the halacha is. Find out whether every wall really has to be cleaned. Find out whether, whether you have to check for the crumbs in this farm. Find out. Find out. Find out whether you have to, you know, you have to look in certain nooks and crannies that you know there's no chametz anyways, and like, polish and take the q-tips do you need the q-tips like ladies ladies these q-tips is causing machlokis in your house because you're getting stressed you don't have time you need help you're not getting the help and you're going you're getting very very stressed it's not worth it there are other isurim the isra of enas the isra of 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 all the all the ben adam lechaveiro Isurim, especially, especially belittling your husbands, losing it on your kids. It's not worth it, ladies. Be mevater, be mevater. Men who are listening to this, do not use this as fodder against your wives. Do not use this as fodder against your wives. Again, I'm telling the ladies this because they should work on themselves. But it's very normal for your wives to be stressed. It's very normal for your wives to to lose patience. It's very normal. Your job is not to convince them what I'm saying right now. That's not your job. Your job is to ask them, how can I help you? That's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants from you. You're their husband. Husbands are supposed to help. Ben, I'm sorry, but this is going to work. You're going to see you don't need a lot of help. Okay, so ladies, that's just as far as that's concerned, okay? Now, I, I want to move on to something else, and then I'm so happy you're still listening to me, even after this little piece of muster here. Very, very important, ladies, like this. Also very important. I'm telling you what works and what doesn't work. Many of you grew up in homes, ladies, where it comes Pesach time, and your mothers made all sorts of rules and regulations. The rule is, we're not eating chametz over here. The rule is, you're not coming home with any cookies. The rule is like this. The rule is like that. This is what we're doing. You like it, take it, or leave it. It's my way or the highway. With your children, you should make rules. I, I agree. You should really make rules. This, these are the rules. These are the rules. You can't come in here. You can't come in there. You can't do that. Not with your husbands. Not with your husbands. Are you listening to me? Oh, what do you mean, Rabbi Greenfield? What do you mean, Rabbi Greenfield? You want to get into my with your husband? Sure, he'll listen to you. Sure, you'll tell him, well, you know what? I'm making a rule. Listen to me, very Listen to me, Moshe. No one is to come in here. That's including you, Moshe. No one is to come. This is your husband. You're not making rules or regulations. And you're not controlling him. And let me tell you why. Not because you, you can't. You could if you want. Some of you could control your husbands very well. You know they're going to listen to you. You know what's going to happen? They're going to build resentment against it. And sometimes, chas v'shalom, they're going to build resentment against you. Because I have not yet met a man 
maybe with one or two exceptions, I have not yet met a man who is not sensitive to control. Men do not like being, you know, women also don't like being controlled. Honestly, women don't even like being controlled. But for some reason, before Pesach, there, there's this thing in the, in, in the air where I could just say and do whatever I want. I could just control and tell, and these are the rules and these are the regulations. Ladies, again, I'm sorry if I'm being strong today, but I'm seeing a lot of machlokas. I'm working with couples. I'm seeing a lot of machlokas because of rules and regulations. This way it has to be done. That's the way it has to be done. It's got to be this way. Or by the way, we're turning over tomorrow. I'm just letting you know I'm turning over tomorrow. Just letting you know I'm turning over tomorrow. Let's work together with our husbands. Your husband is not your child. Your husband is your Azer Konegdo. We're supposed to work together. So the same way I tell the men, gentlemen, you don't make rules. You don't say the way things are done. You don't create boundaries without your wife. We work together. We work together, right? The same way that, that uh, Barry Levine comes into the doctor's office and says, our doctor, our foot is hurting us. It's one unit. So we come over to our husband's state. Moshe, Yaakov, Shlomo, I, I don't want to make life difficult for you, but I'm cleaning for Pesach because you know it's very, very hard for me. If it's okay with you, it'll make me really happy if you do not come in to the kitchen with uh, to the living room with Hamish. If it's okay, it make me very happy. Now, if he knows already, okay, it's fine. But if it's unclear, that's the way you speak to your husband. Now, some of you are listening to me and be like, are you serious? Rabbi Greenfield, are you serious? That this is the way I have to speak to my husband? No, I'm not serious. You know, I'm not serious. Have it your way. Have it your way. Have it your way. When he comes in, say to him, don't go in here, don't go in there, and this and that and the other thing. And he's going to listen to you. But you know what? When he loses his patience with the kids later that night, or when all of a sudden you feel that there are innuendos of criticism and he's attacking you and you don't understand, where is that coming from? Like, I don't understand. Why is my husband being so mean to me? This is the time that I need him. Like, Erev Pesach is when I need him and now he's being mean to me? It's not fair. I don't get it. You know where it's coming from? It's coming from the control. I'm telling you, a lot of time it's coming from the control. That's why I'm saying, ladies, believe you me, it's worth it to just... Talk to your husband in a loving way and you'll see. He'll still listen to you. He's not going to come into the living room with chametz. He's not. He's not going to come into the garage with chametz if you cleaned it. He's not. Just say to him, I, I know it's very hard for you, but I just cleaned the garage with chametz. If you, if you could just not bring in chametz there, it would make me very happy. That's it. Um, trust me, he's not going to do it any more than he's going to do it if you control him. The old style control don't work. It doesn't work. You might get what you want. Well, some husbands are going to attack you right away. But the husbands who are just like, you know, the goody-goodies, no problem, I'll do it, whatever you want, whatever you want, I'm telling you, there's built resentment. I'm seeing it in my office, case after case after case, where the men are just like, you know, she has to stop controlling me. I understand it's Pesach, but like, please. So I'm saying, ladies, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm being very, very, I know I'm being very sharp today. I apologize. But I'm just saying it for your own good. I know what works, and I'm seeing it in my office. You don't want your husband to lash out at you later, to criticize you, not to help you, to give you attitude. You don't want to do that. That's why I'm telling you, this is the way to speak. It really is the way to speak. Okay, now, next thing. Next thing, next thing, next thing is like this. Again, husbands, please, if you can take the kids out, give your wife a break. She needs this break now. She really, really needs the break. It's very important. It's very, very important. Children, if there are children, listen to me. I don't know if children are home yet, if children are home, especially teenagers, Bachrim, who are coming from Eretz Yisrael. I know, Bachrim, who are listening to me right now. <laughs> Bachrim, yeah, Bachrim are listening to me. Or girls who came from seminary. Listen to me, very important. You're home. I know you want to spend time with your friends. I know you, you have a Seder. You were learning Geshmak 
in Eretz Yisrael and you want to continue, say, I, I understand that. I'm not saying you shouldn't continue learning Ben Azmanim. Myridic, unbelievable. Nothing like Tyra. 100% nothing like Tyra. But still, you can still come over to your mother and tell her, you know, I see you're very stressed. Is there any way that I can help you? Ask your mother. Ask your mother. Is there any way I can help you? Trust me. Your, 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 your Rebbe, your Rosh Hashiva, your Rebbe, your Mechaneches will all agree with me. Helping your mother before Pesach trumps a lot. It really trumps a lot. Meaning, meaning, if your mother says, you know, you go learn, no problem. Because if you're sitting all day and learning, but if you're not learning, and you know, a lot of you are not learning, you know, you learn very nicely, but now you, you want a vacation, you want to you take it easy, you want to chill out, you want to relax. You know what? Help your mother a little bit. Help your mother. Help your mother. You don't understand what type of schuss you're going to get. It's such an important thing. And it'll make her really happy. By the way, ladies, I want to say something. If you have husbands who really are there for you, those of you who are listening to me and thinking, wow, Rebecca Greenfield, there are men out there like that? Wow, my husband's not like that. My husband's so cooperative. My husband is so accommodating. My husband is so helpful. I I'm listening to the show, Rebecca Greenfield, but my husband is so wonderful. If this is what you're thinking, I ask you, practically plead with you, it's so important to verbalize your appreciation. I know that you are, but do it more. Do it more. When your husband's helping you tonight, or when your husband uh, is there for you, tell him, I can't tell you how happy. This is how you say thank you to a man, by the way. I can't tell you how happy you make me. That's how you say thank you. Don't say thank you, because the thank yous he gets at work, thank yous you get when someone opens the door for you. Say to him, I can't tell you how happy you make me. You, you make me so happy when you, when you help me, I can't tell you. It really makes me happy. Make, if, if, that, if you feel that's too much for you, ladies, then say, you know what, it, that made a really big difference in my life. Your husband is an achievement-based person. You hear me? He's an achievement-based person. For him, you know, what, you know what talks to him? Feeling achieved. How do you make him feel achieved? When you tell him you succeeded in making me happy or you succeeded and made a difference in my life. And when you say that, that'll motivate him to do more of it. So in a certain sense, you could be very selfish. I'm not saying you should do that because you're just doing it in order to motivate him. But at the end of the day, a karsatov should be genuine and when it's done, you'll see it makes a very, very big difference. Who doesn't, who doesn't like a karsatov? Okay, next. Oh, we have so much to speak about. So much to speak about. Okay, like this. Ladies, ladies, thank you for listening to me today. I appreciate it because, why do you say I appreciate it? Because I know this, these things are going to make a difference in your family. And not just you, for you, for your husband, for your children, for your grandchildren. I want to talk about foods for a second. You know, I know a lot of you have your menu set already for Pesach, what you're cooking, what you're doing, and this and that. Some of you might not. If there's any way you can involve your husband, you know, food is very important for your husbands. It is. I'm telling you. You know, they say the way to a man's heart is, is through his stomach. I've seen this so true, so, so true. Food is very important for a man. So if you can involve your husband in the menu, I'm telling you, it's worth it. It really is worth it to speak to your husband, to say to him, you know, I'm thinking, you know, say tonight, I think I'm going to make this, that, the other thing, is that okay with you? Like, are you, what do you think about that? Have him involved. If he says, don't worry, whatever you always do, fine, no problem. That's no problem. But some of your husbands might want something special. They might like certain things. And you know what? You're cooking anyways. You're working so hard. And boy, you know, I, so funny. I was talking about cleaning until now. But ladies, I know the other piece of the pressure is the cooking. <laughs> cooking is a very big pressure as well. So for those of you who are cooking, starting to cook soon, 
involve your husband. Involve your husband in the menu. You're going to see it's going to make a big difference to your shalom bias. It really was. If your husband says to you, oh, you know, I would like you to make me rugelach, and you know that's going to take you three hours, you can say to him, I would love to do that for you, but that, I, I'm afraid it's going to take me too much time. You can say, I would love to. Not no. No, I can't do that. We don't say no. We don't say no in our houses. You say no, you're, you're basically saying, Satan, come in, come in. You can come in right now through the door. The Satan, you can come in right now. I just said the word no. The word no is basically saying, get away from me. No. That's how it's interpreted, unfortunately. Believe you me, I see this all the time. The word no is, 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 is no good. <laughs> it's no good. So how do, I, how do I reject? You say, I'd love to do that for you. I'd love to do that for you, but I know if, if I will, that's going to be overwhelming for me. Okay, that's it. Like the theme in your home is supposed to be love. That's the theme. More important than, than, than anything is the theme in, in your house. Believe you me, it's more important than cleaning the walls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The theme in your house has to be love, has to be shalom. Get machlokas away. There are isurim upon isurim derisis. When you get into fights, you don't say how many isurim you're over. We're worried about chametz. Of course we have to be worried about chametz. But that doesn't mean we have to flush out everything else. We have to be very, very careful how we speak to each other. Men, I'm talking to you also, please. How to speak to your wife, especially right now, especially right now. And if your wives are losing it, gentlemen, I spoke to your wives now, okay? And they're going to try to work on themselves if they can, whatever. But if they're losing it, if they're losing it, gentlemen, listen to me very carefully. If your wives are losing it, don't hang around. Because if you're going to lose it, don't hang around and then like, you know, say, say it, and then start challenging her. Walk away. Tell her, I have to walk away. Walk away. Give yourself a little break. And you know, while you go, maybe take a kid or two. Maybe take a kid or two outside to help your wife. Maybe take a kid or two. But don't, don't stay in the house when it's getting hot and, and, and just stand there ready for the machlokas. Walk away. Walk away. Ladies, I'm talking to you too. If you feel your husbands are overly stressful because of finances and they're going crazy, say, okay, I hear what you're saying. But let, me, let me just go a little bit. And just walk away and say, I just need a little break. And walk away. Don't hang around. Like, like step one in anger management. Step one in anger management is walk away. Don't be there. Don't be there for the fight. Walk away. Say, excuse me I, I here, but I'm, I'm going to walk away. We could discuss. Oh, you're walking away from me? You're walking away. Oh, I know. I hear you, Moshe. I want to discuss what you're discussing, but let's discuss it. Let's discuss it an hour. He's got his hats on. Or she has her hats on. Don't hang around for the fight. <laughs> like, seriously. Okay. The other thing I want to speak to you of as far as food is, is concerned, ladies and gentlemen, is let's think of what we're serving our family. Let's think about what we're serving our family because I know that you want to make everything tasty and delicious. I, I, of course you want to make everything taste delicious. We don't, need to, we don't need to overload on the sugars. We don't have to fry everything. Just be careful. I'm not, listen, I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm not a doctor. I work with couples. I have a master's in marriage family therapy. I know the, uh, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, gave me the chush when it comes to couples and marriage. I've analyzed, analyzed, and overanalyzed it. I'm not claiming to be a doctor. But one thing is simple, we all know. Too much sugar is going to negatively affect your family, both physically and emotionally. Trust me on this. You overload your kids with sugar, they're going to be hyper. They're, 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 going to, they're going to have a very strong, what we call, very strong affect, and it's going to play itself out in a very negative way. We don't want to overload our kids with sugar. We really don't. We really don't. Now, especially when it comes, you know, people think that, okay, I don't really give my kids sugar and candy, but what do you mean? I give your kids sugar, but there's tons of soda all, all over the house. You're drinking soda. I'm not saying that those of you who, who drink soda should completely eliminate it on Pesach because then your kids are going to go crazy. But try to replace it with other stuff. Do you understand that there's, there are studies upon studies of the connection of cola types of drinks with osteoporosis? 
listen, there, there, were, there are research, there's research done at Tufts University. They took thousands of women and they, you know, they, they tested their blood, et cetera, to see these women who, who drank cola-based sodas versus women who don't drink cola-based sodas. And what they've seen is that the women with, with, who were drinking cola-based sodas had a much lower bone density in, in their hips, actually. Bone mineral contact. The phosphoric, acid, the phosphoric acid affects your bones. It does. Why does it work? How does it work? What's the chemicals involved? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. It's like, you know, you have a car. You have a car. You know it needs an oil change. You know, I understand why it needs an oil. I know it needs an oil change. I'm not going to get into it. It needs an oil change. Your body is like a car. You got to take care of it. If you don't give it oil changes, if you feed it the wrong thing, it's, you know, whatever garbage in, garbage out. It's very, very simple. It's very simple. You're going to give your kid a 20-ounce, this is a 20-ounce bottle of soda. That's 22 packets of sugar. Do you hear me? 22 packets of sugar in every 20-ounce soda. It, it takes you approximately 46 minutes to walk it off. You hear me? 20, 46 minutes to walk that off. Which, by the way, the overload of sugar leads to obesity, diabetes, heart disease. Replace it with other stuff. Please, replace it with other stuff. You can replace it with ju you feel like juice. What do you mean? I, I, was, I thought juice also has sugar in it. Here, I, I'm going to tell you a little secret, you know. It's very funny because a lot of the mothers who are listening to me right now know very well as far as nutrition content. They look at the labels. A lot of you mothers are looking at the labels and seeing how much sugar is in the food that you're purchasing. I, I know that you're doing that. But what you're not realizing is that there's something else called a glycemic level. Anybody who has diabetes knows what I'm talking about. Something called glycemic. A glycemic level is what? A glycemic level, when you look at a glycemic, you know, you're looking at something called a glycemic index is a scale that measures how quickly a specific food or beverage will likely raise your blood sugar. Blood sugar is different than regular sugar. It's different because blood, when we talk about blood sugar, we're talking about insulin being released. If you have too much blood sugar, the insulin is released to stabilize the blood sugar. And then many of us, you know, many people, you know, many people, many people are extremely obese because of the sugar and their insulin is, 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 you know, raging and then it turns into fat. So all this from where? From sugar, from carbohydrates and these types of things. So you know what? I'm telling you, you can look it up. Apple juice. Apple juice. It's very, very sweet. It actually has a lower glycemic index. It does. I'm not saying it's still a sugar, but it's lower. You can look up glycemic index and you'll see. The point over here is not to give a, a sheer on glycemic or nutrition because honestly, I'm not a doctor, but I know basic stuff. You know what I know? I know that I see couples and families, and when there's an overload of sugar intake, the kids are going crazy, the parents are restless, there's a lot of anxiety, and we talk about just lower your sugar, lower your sugar intake, you'll see, you'll, it'll change, drink a little bit of water, things will change. Have this in mind when you're preparing the meals, ladies. I'm not saying to turn the world around, have the soda prepared in the back, you know, in case people are like, ma, come on, we're not having soda, but you could replace it, you know, with water and grape juice or lemonade or whatever it is. You know, and you'll see it'll help. It'll help. Now, another thing before we go, because we have very little time left over here. Erev Yamtif. I, I, I know, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit early for Erev Yamtif, right? No, it's not early for Erev Yamtif, right? Koshenim machim Erev Shabbos. Shabbos, if you don't get yourself prepared before Shabbos, you're going to have Shabbos. Erev Yamtif is a time to relax. Do you hear me? Erev Yamtif is a time to relax. It's not a time to clean your car. It's not a time to run around shopping for the last, it's, 
It's a time to relax and to think to yourself, whoa, what else do I have to do today? Well, you know what you should do today? Maybe you should go to sleep. Because a Seder night is going to be a very long night. You know it's still 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And you want to maintain your emotional balanced state, so go to sleep. But I can't go to sleep because I have to clean the car. I have to, in the morning, going crazy, I have to sell the chametz. I'm really talking to the men over here. Some women also, but mostly men. Don't leave things for last second. Don't leave things for last second. Clean your car now. Find out now who you're going to sell your chametz for. Those last-minute things, don't make them last-minute. Take care of it right now. You want to have a beautiful Yom Tif. You worked so hard on Yom Tif. Cleaning, cooking, shopping, helping, and then Yom Tif is going to come. What do you want? You want your wife to be a basket case? You want her to come into Pesach feeling, I just want to go to sleep. I, I feel so tired. I feel so exhausted. Is that what you want from your Pesach, gentlemen? Is that what you want? I'm sorry for being tough on you here, but gentlemen, I'm really talking to you. Don't leave things for last moment. If you have to shop your kids, if you're going to be in charge of your kids' suits, buy it now. If you're going to be in charge of cleaning the car, do it now. Have the kids do it now or hire someone out. Take care of everything now so your yomtif will be relaxed. So your yomtif will be, will, will be wonderful. You don't want your wives. You know how many women go into yomtif stressed? It's all over, but they're still stressed because the stress hormones are still all there. They're all stressed. And it's like, why are you so stressed? You worked so hard on Yom Tif, and now look how stressed you are. You know why she's stressed? Because she couldn't calm down on Erev Yom Tif. You didn't give her an opportunity. There were all these things. You said you're going to do things. And honestly, well, I told her I'm going to take care of it. Can't she just trust me? Gentlemen, gentlemen, this is the way people operate. And I'm telling you, women don't deal with stress the way we deal with stress. And you also, some of you don't deal with stress either well. It's psychological. Don't leave things for last moment. Take care of things now. The car now. The shopping now, the matzahs now, the wine now. Take care of it now. And you're going to see this is what a Baruch Hu wants you to do. Thank you for listening. This has been Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. Questions, comments, feedback. 917-397-2841. Yes, you can send me any feedback or suggestions. We're going to have one more show before Pesach. 917-397-2841. 917-397-2841. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing, amazing week.